Hey guys, it's Jeremy. Just a quick note before we begin here. This week's episode was edited by frequent guest Kevin. I want to thank Kevin a whole lot for doing that for me. It really helped me out personally. And he just wanted me to let you guys know because it's the first podcast he's ever edited. So he's sorry if there's anything wrong with it. I sounded to it. It sounded pretty good. So I think we'll be okay. Thanks and enjoy the episode. It's Thursday, September 6th, 2018, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 235. Kevin edited this one. Runtime for this episode is 43 minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that does not approve of dating high school girls unless you are also a high school girl. My name is Jeremy. I have a one-two punch combo that ends in a flaming uppercut. I'm Tyler. I don't know how to follow either one of those. My name is Zach. With G. You follow those with G. Maximum president. Alternatively, G Gundam. Hits end! What that trailer I just showed you didn't show you was that that was revealed at Evo, and it started with a guy in full G cosplay coming up to the stage and everyone going, who is this? <laughs> but the, So, in, in case you weren't here before we started recording the podcast, Jeremy just showed me the character reveal trailer for G from Street Fighter V, who is clearly just Abraham Lincoln in Street Fighter for some reason. But with, uh, what's it called? Geothermal kinesis. There's a better term for that. Pyrokinesis? No, but like specifically magma. Oh, yeah. You know, you know the word. word I mean. But I yeah, there's a word it. for that. Like geomancy, yes, I guess? Yes, that's the one I was looking for. He's Geomancer President Lincoln. That's why he's president of Earth. We're all on board with Geomancer President Lincoln. I mean, if you could vote Toph president, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so since you haven't been voting, Zach, because it's not that time of year yet, what have you been playing? It's almost that time of year, though. It's surprising. I've been playing, uh, like, I spent all of Sunday playing Resident Evil 4, actually. Really? Yeah. It's going to be a very Capcom-heavy episode. Yeah, what made you pick it back up again? That's also Capcom, isn't it? Yeah, well, wow. (laughs) I've been playing a lot of MechWare Online. I'm still playing a lot of MechWare Online and having a lot of fun with it. I just was sitting there staring at my TV going, I don't really feel like playing... MechWarrior Online right now. I don't feel like booting anything up on my PC. I've got all these games I haven't turned on my PS4 in a while. I don't feel like banging my head against the wall. Hey, how about Resident Evil 4? That one's campy enough and easy enough that it shouldn't be a problem. So I've been playing a lot of that game. It's still really good. Still a lot of fun. Ashley's still kind of annoying. Leon, bring a pistol to a zombie fight, Kennedy. Yeah, currently I have very low ammo when I turn when I stop playing it last. But I have very low ammo... But I have, like, a shotgun rocket launcher for the next boss, which, because I know the next boss is really annoying. But, you know, I think I only have, like, magnum bullets and some machine gun bullets. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but a while ago, Jen came over and started an attempt at a speedrun of two, but it had been too long since she had played it, so she couldn't remember how to speedrun it. But I didn't realize Leon was from, I thought his first debut was in four. Nope, he's so. from two. No, yep. Yeah, he's, I knew he was from two. I just... We can learn all about a Halloween spoiler. Why? why? What's in Halloween? I'm going to call a Resident Evil game at Halloween until we die. Okay. We're done with this podcast. Spoiler. And two is next. So that was fun. On uh, Monday, I played the second board game I've played in a while. And currently, for the last two board games I've played, I've I've actually won them, which for me is surprising. What board game was it? Me, Kevin, and Jeremy played Small World. Oh, yeah. 
He got commando trolls, and they just destroyed us. They took over the commando world. giants. Oh yeah, that was it. I got commando giants, and I took over half the world with them. So if we're talking about board games, I play kind of like Risk. Two or three weeks ago, I played a game called Root. It's amazing. That's we talked I'm... about it on the podcast. I think. Oh, mm-hmm. did I? You oh. did. Never mind. Also, I still play that game though. So Small World isn't. I guess it's kind of like Risk, but. It moves a hell of a lot faster. Yeah, no, it does. It has, like, the same kind of, like, territory capture and a little bit of random element. And you get points based on the territory you have. And you get some really funny things, like flying undead, or we had a diplomatic ghouls. (laughs) I would, excuse me, sir, I would like to eat your flesh after you are dead. Can we come to a compromise? (laughs) I am hungry. You appear to still be breathing. That's a fun board game. The big one is that when we were doing that, we were talking about it, and Jeremy bought me... Monster Hunter World. Hey, what a coincidence. Ed bought me Monster Hunter World, and I bought Jeremy Monster Hunter World. <laughs> I passed it on. It's like a latte. for <laughs> uh, Apparently. but So I've been playing that with everybody. It's It's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I'm surprised it didn't really seem like your type of game, actually. It's Dark Soulish enough that I actually thought he could get really into it. No, the bosses definitely, like, they have concrete movement patterns. Also, it's got the dodge roll. So <laughs> yeah. I'm using double daggers at the moment. I do like the bow, the longsword, and the insect spear, because those are things that I can actually get out of the way with. I actually like the insect spear. I've never used the bow before. How does it play? Should we describe Monster Hunter at all yeah, for this people who have never have played before, it? We have before, but in case you haven't, because World just came out in PC, and it's a pretty good time to get into it. It's MMO-ish. It's in that Japanese MMO mold, more like Fantasy Star Online, where you all hang out in the hub world, and then about four of you go to a unique location where there's a mission. Those missions are hunting monsters, which are usually... I wouldn't say kaiju-sized, but They're larger than you. They get kaiju-sized eventually. There are some of them that are pretty good-sized. There's a couple of them that I've been hunting just for the fun of it that are decent-sized. And unlike most MMOs where you have classes, you have one of 14 weapons, which you can switch between pretty freely in the hub, but you have to commit before you go out on a hunt. There are various ones. They all play pretty differently. Like, some of them feel kind of similar. Like, Hammer and Greatsword and Battlehorn all kind of have the same attack animations, but they have enough difference between them that they occupy different roles in a group. I was thinking Lance and Gunlance. Um, yeah, Gunlance actually does not operate a lot. Like, they both have the shield, but, like, Lance is a lot more mobile and Gunlance is a lot more stationary. I could never get that to work. Be mobile with Lance? The charge, yeah, it never worked. Others, like a Bowgun, play almost like a third-person shooter. Where you're kind of backing up and just trying to stay in range. I do like the heavy bowgun. That's a lot of fun. But I don't really play it because whenever I've been out on hunts, I have been with Ed and he's playing the heavy yeah, he's bowgun. Playing, I think he plays light bowgun usually. No, he's playing heavy. Oh. Yeah, he decided he likes heavy more. Okay, yeah. I tried to talk him into it the last time I played with him. He's like, no, nah, I prefer light. So our last like our last major set of hunts was like Jeremy using his longsword, me using my daggers. Ed using his assault bowgun and Kevin using his charge blade thing. I love charge blade. It's my favorite solo weapon. That's what I'm trying to pick up right now. It's pretty cool. Although I'm mostly longsword and gun lance. It's so weird. So when I play in groups, I've been playing Battlehorn. Is that what it's called? I don't, I don't even know. know what it's called. It's basically a giant set of bagpipe horns that also functions as a hammer. And it gives buffs to your party members. I actually just finished unlocking the third area. 
like the third main explorable area. Now, a full set of armor and weapons of Lightning Squirrel make. Yeah, what's funny about this is you started the game and were like, I don't know how to do the first level. And then literally the next day you were further than I was. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think I said anything about not knowing what the first level was. Or no, that was because I did the tutorial because I hadn't. Yeah, and you said you were still practicing with a bunch of weapon types. Well, I tried them out and then I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to learn anything using these against dummies that aren't actually going to attack me back. I need to actually do these against enemies to be fair i'm still playing with a bunch of weapon types but that's just because i kind of want to try them all thankfully most of these existed in four which is the last one i played with alex's brother so i kind of know how they all work few of mine i was playing with people i got some assistance doing the kill the rex hunt kill the venom bird hunt the i did kill the lightning squirrel on my own the the puke puke the giant bird that vomits puke on you the poison bird, yeah. Yeah, puke puke. I just wanted to appreciate that terrible name. I actually helped Jeremy <laughs> kill the salamander because we we were doing, basically both of us were doing the same mission. One of us got past both cutscenes. The other guy would actually drop out of his game and join the other guy. Oh, that's weird. Because you could still get the rewards in the completion. Oh, yeah, it okay. You beating the level. Okay, you did it on purpose. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so we would link up and work as a team to take down the monster. That's really awkward when you're running to link up with the rest of your team and the monster comes right past you and everyone goes, we're chasing it right now, we need to know where it is. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I just passed it. That one's fun. It's having a full team and Ed is really liking Trank Ammo. We've stopped kind of killing a lot of our monsters. <laughs> We've started capturing a lot more of them. It, what is the benefit? I never got super far into capturing them. You get more rewards. Okay. And it's a little faster because you don't actually have to kill them. You just have to make them staggered. So, basically, the rest of you are sitting up there tanking while Ed just constantly fires Trank ammo. No, no you, have, you to have to injure it enough that it can be <coughs> captured, and then you have to Trank ammo it. You okay. have to injure it enough, then you have to place a trap underneath it, then you can Trank it. Yeah, I really like the way tracking works in that game. I've never really gotten into a Monster Hunter before. It works differently in this game than it has in okay. any other Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I won't go back to them. Because I really like that you have to find footprints, and it guides you that way. And the more you find, you kind of level up being able to find them until... You you can just track them directly. Yep. I really like it as an abstraction. Yeah, I really do like that idea. This game, I don't know, a lot of people apparently complained about this game because it streamlines a lot of the stuff that was in previous Monster Hunter games. So they're like, oh, it's not as complex, but I think everywhere where it cut the complexity was a good decision. Sometimes you can look at stuff and be like, well, actually, this doesn't need to be this complicated. We can get the same effect by not making it this complicated, and it's going to be a lot more accessible, and you're probably going to sell more copies, and you're going to have a lot more people saying nice things about you. Yeah, and the reason they called this one World and not Five was to try to get a new audience, especially outside of Japan. I was going to say, it's also the first one that they released cross-platform, or not just on a PlayStation platform. Three was on Wii. Yeah, I was going to say, four was on DS, actually, now that I think about it. This is the first one that's ever been on PC, and I think they're going to get a drastically larger user base as a result. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm using a controller. I think Ed and Kevin are both using keyboard. And super devoted to keyboard, which is weird to me. I go, I don't think I could play this game on a keyboard. It feels it definitely designed for a controller. It feels too fluid to play on a controller for me to go try and play it on the keyboard. Because I've done a couple games that were clearly designed for a controller on a keyboard, and I do not like that feeling. But I mean, the, the environments that I've gone through so far, you have your basic jungle, a desert, and next one is... It seemed like someone wanted to have it underwater, but because of how the game is set up, you can't actually be underwater. So it's this cool looking coral forest thing in previous monster hunter games you could actually go swimming but all the mechanics were lame so i wonder if they just cut it i actually on the mission for exploring that area i took a half hour to find what i was supposed to find 
because I actually ran right past it without triggering the cutscene <laughs> I was supposed to trigger. Trying, I had to find a flash raptor and I couldn't. A flash raptor. I accidentally went past it and ended up fighting an ice wyvern for a while. I can't, I actually don't know most of the names of the things and or can't pronounce them. I just refer to them what they look like. I know the Anjanath because, you know, that one's just what it is, but I also just refer to it as the Rex. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. I mean, I feel like the only place that no, I've seen the names of things. Does it pop up when you attack them? And like on your map, and you go to the ecologist, and he's you level up your and your bounty ecology. Yeah, and in the mission, it's usually Hunt Bob. Yeah, I was gonna say you compare this to Fantasy Star Online, and I had never drawn that comparison before, but it definitely is. Only thing that would make me a little bit sad is if we actually did manage to get all five of us online at the same time. You can only have four people per hunt. I thought it was up to 16. You can have them up to 16 people in any given session, but you can only have up to four Uh, people on any given hunt. Oh, that's sad. I can see why, but that's sad. It is what it is. It's a little sad, but whatever. I'm I'm quite happy with, so far, with my full armor and daggers of the lightning squirrel, although the helmet is just like this beret. Half of playing Monster Hunter is giving your character a sweet-ass outfit made of all the monster parts you killed. Probably more than that. I guess the other half is making a cool fire sword and a cool lightning sword and a cool water sword. I mean, also, I guess, hunting the monsters. It is that's, that's part of the game. I made my insect glaive is now fiery. And like I said, my daggers are lightning. I was going to say, so you're using fire bugs? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I haven't actually really busted that one out too much. One of the reasons why I default to the daggers right now is part of the armor that I made for killing the lightning squirrel like gotcha. 10 times gives you a boost to your lightning damage. So, and because you have lightning squirrel daggers they synergize we well. killed lightning squirrel a bunch yeah and that's kind of how this game works it is really mmoe which is why i've never been able to get into it because i have never played it with a group so i'm glad it's on steam so we can play as a group well and it's a, it's a lot of fun to play with a group because like a couple times we were out doing i think we were hunting the rex the anjanath and the rathalos showed up in the middle of the fight it just showed up and it started fighting with anjanath Yeah, and that's one of the really cool things about this game is as you get progressively more interesting monsters, like they'll just show up on the map and they not all of them are friendly towards each other. So they'll start trying to eat each other. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened when I was killing the lightning scroll on my own the first time. The Anjanath showed up and started kicking the crap out of it for me. So it did a lot of damage for me. So it's a fun game. I really enjoy it. I do want to play with everybody at the same time like i'd like to play with you one of these days tyler but you weren't online all week because it's a lot more fun when playing with people i mean it is fun still pretty fun playing alone because the combat works the combat is very fluid chasing the monsters is fun especially if you can get on top of them that's a lot of fun yeah i love riding the monster that's Um, like my favorite mechanic (laughs) but alone it's not quite as much fun when as when you have four guys going at it and trying to work together in order to bring these beasts down. Because other than that, it's just kind of dealing with a Dark Souls boss that doesn't hit quite as hard. Like I said, that's why I burned out on these historically, is I usually have been playing them alone. They're fun for a while, but it gets too MMO-y without the MM part for me. One of the things that I really got to call out, though, that I really, really, really love about this game and really enjoy, when you go eat. Oh, yeah. The animation animation that plays when you go get something to eat for your character. The care that went into animating the chef cats cooking and then your characters eating the meal it's great so really quick are there pet pigs in this game because you definitely got one in previous games <laughs> i've seen them i don't know if you can make them pets okay i really hope that pc gets all the dlc that the console versions got was there dlc there for was them a street fighter crossover where you got to play as ryu for a little bit <laughs> hunting wow. monsters there's a mega man crossover where you get mega man armor for your palico yeah and that makes sense there's a devil may cry crossover where you get dante armor and his sword and then there's 
Final Fantasy fourteen crossover stuff where they got the Rathalos and some other things as high monsters and the Behemoth and a few others being hunts in Monster Hunter. That's cool. I'm Final Fantasy fifteen though, like okay, all the, the well, MMO. I was gonna say all these other things were Capcom games though. Yeah, that's and, true. Until this last That's kinda neat. Um I do I'm with Jeremy, I kinda hope they do that. I was surprised when I was going into this game of how much customization your individual characters have as well. Especially for a Japanese game. Mm-hmm. it's pseudo MMO ish. It's like I said, more like a Japanese MMO and you can play it completely solo. But I think the reason it has all those elements is showing off all your cool armor is a big part of why making it is cool. Yeah, It's kind of and a social game, right? Yeah. Like the reason I've compare it to a traditional MMO is there's a lot of resource gathering. There's a lot, a lot of, of grinding. And yeah, there's a lot of grinding. Like I said, it's like fantasy star online, but there's more than four levels. Yeah. And you get to make your different armors on and it actually changes what, your character looks like and like i said kind of showing off what your armor looks like is kind of neat like i said i like my lightning squirrel armor and showing off my full says like hey look how cool i am when i know that the people who i was working with helped me get most of it it's all good anything else zach like i said just mechware online a bunch more of that and then monster hunter world has been like the big deal for me the last couple of days same for me i've played a little bit of world of warcraft but i'm getting pretty into monster hunter and that's been what i've spent most of my video game time with especially when other people have been around, so there's more incentive to go play it. I played some Dragon Ball Fighters with Tyler. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I got Jeremy Monster Hunter World, so he got me all the DLC for Fighters, so I tried all the new characters. I feel like I almost understand how to play Goku. Almost. Yeah. Base form Goku? Yeah. He um, did feel weird. I didn't. I tried him out, didn't really care for him or base form Vegeta. Did feel like there was something I wasn't getting. Base form Goku actually feels a lot better to me than any of the other Goku's in that game. Based I on... really like Super Saiyan Blue Goku and Super Saiyan Goku, though. I so. can see why. Blue is really fun to play, I feel. But I feel like I clicked with base form Goku. Base form Vegeta, I don't understand, especially considering Super Saiyan Vegeta is one of my favorites. Also, he has that cool-ass assist. You I... and everybody else in the world. I don't actually like him for the assist. I actually like him for his combos. I feel to like be fair, the... people have grown more and more on him for that. That and he has a Shoryuken. That's why I like him. That Shoryuken comes out really fast. It combos into almost all of his base attacks. I played some Broly. Man, that sure is some Broly, I guess. <laughs> also some Zamasu. I did not understand how to play Zamasu. Fuse yeah, Zamasu, I he's, guess. He's not very good. I really want to say that, but the winner of Evo did play him. Now he's the only person playing him, but so he's like, the, he might be the only guy who actually <laughs> understands how to play him. I think he's just very good at that game and like Zamasu. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've seen is there are a couple people who are just very good at that game and play off characters who are not actually really that good, but they're good enough at playing the game to make up for it. It's all good. I mean, whatever you want to play and have fun doing. Have you played anything else, Tyler? I played more Arkham Knight. I was going to say I played Monster Hunter World mostly one or two days before Zack got into it. And then I haven't been on the line all week. Everyone is slowly moving ahead of me. Don't worry, we'll come back and help you do all your hunts, because I want I need those materials anyway. That's true. I was going to say, especially with a better equipped group, they go a lot faster. I'm trying to think if I've actually played anything else. The answer is, I've been playing a lot of Waterdeep on my phone, and so no. No, I have not actually played a whole lot else. I actually played, I forgot about this, Carnage? No, it's neither of these things. I played Rampage. Oh, you uh, played Rampage? I know, right? Did you watch the movie? No, no, I did not. Wa- I Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. I've had three people now tell me that's a good movie. I don't know that these are people I trust, their opinions on movies. <laughs> I also, my bad movie podcast watched it, and they liked parts of it. They liked how bad it was. That well, movie, yeah, obviously. There's a, that game was a lot of 
fun back in the day. Yeah, like I just had not played it. It was a very forgettable game because it was arcadey, but also on the N64. It, it was a weird niche. So I don't know. I played a little bit of that and went back to it, and it was weirdly nostalgic, but also it's not actually a very good game. No, nah, but it was fun to just be a giant monster destroying buildings. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. You can only play it for about a half hour at a time before it kind of wears out. Yeah. But I was going to say, speaking of bad movies, though, I might be going to see The Meg soon. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I know. It's so I exciting. I can't determine whether or not that's supposed to be based off the Steve Alton novel or not. Okay, so here's a thing about The Meg. Spoilers for the ending of The Meg, Tyler. At the end, the Meg dies, and a whole bunch of little sharks come and, like, devour the corpse of the Meg. The director has said that's because the Meg is symbolic of Jaws and how all these other shark movies have come to try and rip off Jaws. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. And so that's what I know about the Meg. I mean, clearly it's based off of Jaws. It's basically Jaws. All the posters are Jaws posters, like one for one recreations of Jaws posters. No, I've not seen this. I mean, there's homage and ripping it off wholesale. It's mostly homage, I think, actually, especially if the director is calling it out as them being one of the ripoffs. I'm trying to think of, no, no other games. Um, I have not had a whole lot of free time for games, which is sad. So speaking of Capcom, which we were a lot, we played Street Fighter Alpha 2. I don't know if I said that at the beginning of this podcast or not. Hopefully I did. You only started doing that recently, actually. I tried to always do it, though. And if you really want to, you can go back and fix it and post anyway. I'm not going to. This week we played Street Fighter Alpha 2, but before we get to that... (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Alpha 2 I thought was my first Street Fighter game. It turns out that was Alpha 3. I looked into it afterwards because I was like, where's Cammy? Why is Cammy not in this game? Or Karen? Oh, because they were made later. I guess Cammy was in Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And then resurrected later. Yeah, Alpha is kind of what I always thought of Street Fighter as being in a weird way. I never played Street Fighter 2 in the arcades. Alpha 2 and Alpha 3 were always the ones I played along with Marvel vs. Capcom. When I bought Street Fighter 3, I thought it was Street Fighter Alpha 3. And while Street Fighter 3 is probably my favorite Street Fighter now, for a long time it was Alpha 3 and Alpha 2 to a lesser extent. And I do know the biggest criticism of the recently released 30th anniversary of Street Fighter collection is that Alpha 2 is not one of the games that has online play. Huh. That's it's really one of the only ones that doesn't. The, only a couple do. Street Fighter 2 Turbo does, Third Strike does, and I don't know if it's Alpha 3 or Alpha 1 that got it. But one of the alphas? Yeah. I was going to say, this is actually the first Street Fighter game I ever played any real amount of. One of my friends was playing it, and I'm like, what game is this? And I'm like, Street Fighter Alpha 2. That looks really cool. And then I went and downloaded it two weeks later, and I played a lot of this game. I don't know that I ever really played Street Fighter when I was a kid. I think the closest I ever came with, at least I know my cousin had Mortal Kombat. I don't know if I think of any time when I actually played Street Fighter. Yeah, no, I played some fighting games off and on, but this is the first one I ever really got into. For me, it was probably Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That and Alpha 3 were the ones that I always looked for in arcades when I was on vacation. Like Tyler was saying, this one looks really cool. Turbo, or I should say Street Fighter 2 in general, all look kind of dated and feel kind of dated. That's not the case with this game. It feels a lot smoother. It looks a lot better. In theory, I mean, the Wii U port at least, I don't know if it was the same when it was on the Super Nintendo way back when, but the Wii U port runs a little odd and it doesn't quite look as fantastic as you're making it out to be. Yeah, so say I also played the uh, Super Nintendo version and definitely, like, I have seen the arcade version. The arcade version looks much better. Yeah, I played, speaking of the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter, I played the port on there that was an arcade port and I played the arcade version. I've never seen the Super Nintendo version. So I'm thinking of what almost certainly looks better because it was a 1995 release after the, you know, height of Street Fighter 2. This is the first real sequel to that. It certainly looked a lot better than what the Super Nintendo could have done at the time. It looks way more like a PlayStation game. (laughs) 
That said, it doesn't look bad by any means. Oh, no. I, I, Tyler's right. I want to stress that. It doesn't look as good as Jeremy's making it out to be, but it also doesn't look bad. Like, a lot of the characters' faces are kind of indistinct. I don't know, like, the levels actually feel kind of cramped horizontally compared to a lot of Street Fighter levels. I mean, other than that, it doesn't really feel like they ran into a huge number of limitations in this. It occasionally... Chugs a bit? Yeah, I was gonna say, especially in, like, really complex animations, it occasionally feel You get a little bit of slowdown, but it's nothing that really affects the gameplay a whole lot. I think it was, like, a lot of times when I had two characters jumping, I'd start getting a little bit of the slowdowns. Especially, that, like, that on certain flipping. levels... It yep. had, like, if the background was really complex or animated. Mm -hmm. But usually it wasn't a problem. This is, like I said, the first real follow-up to Street Fighter 2. And it took about a third of the cast from Street Fighter 2. It took Ken, Sagat, Ryu, and Chun-Li from Street Fighter 2. But it also takes Adon and Birdie from the original Street Fighter. Which is really, I'm glad they came back. And then Guy from Final Fight. That cool ninja they didn't put in the Super Nintendo version. It was one of my favorite characters in this game because of that mix-up rush combo. They created a couple new characters for it. Rose, who's this weird like fortune teller lady who has a ribbon she can attack people with. And female characters are cool. They needed more of them. And, and Charlie, who's kind of he's a guile, guile clone. clone. Her ribbon for Rose, going back to her first Reflects name. projectiles. It reflects projectiles. Which I did not know great. it did that until after I took a, one of my Hadoukens back to the face. Also, this is Sakura's first game, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Alpha 2 specifically. Those are the characters they put in Alpha, and then Akuma, Dan, and M. Bison were all secret bosses, who all got added proper to Alpha 2, along with Sakura, the schoolgirl who was inspired by Ryu to be a cool martial artist, and probably my favorite character in this particular game. They also took Rolento from Final Fight and added him in there. He's one of the boss characters. They also added Katana from the same yeah. game. He was actually in the first Alpha. I just forgot about him. What is his name? Samad? Something like that. Sadom, that's what it is. Because it always reminds me of Sadomasochist. And they also added Dalsam, Zangief, and one other character from Street Fighter 2 who's escaping me right now. And so there's also Gen in this game. Who and Gen, has he was also added in this one. Delayed Death Punch. He's from the original Street Fighter as well. And one other character from Street Fighter 2, but who I'm sure I'll just yell randomly later on. <laughs> Probably knowing you. I mean, I don't like 2D fighters. I always have to preface those i mean this one works pretty well the, the controls are fluid enough it's easy enough to pick up there are some complicated mechanics it's actually fairly noob friendly as just an arcade game yeah i think that's actually why play. i was able to get into it so much when i first picked it up like this was my first real fighting game i don't know it feels fuzzy around the edges compared to a lot of street fighter games like the hitboxes are a little less well defined like the movement feels a little floatier than a lot of street fighter games like everything moves a bit slower but that makes it actually a really accessible first fighting game, I think. It plays like a Street Fighter. You got three punches, light, medium, and heavy, and three kicks, light, medium, and heavy on each character. And you have special moves that are done by controller inputs and then either punch or kick, just like you'd expect. You also have super moves hot off of Street Fighter Turbo. The new thing for Alpha is you have a three-level super gauge, so you can save up potentially three supers. They also added something called Alpha Counters, which take up a super meter and let you counter with a special move right out of a block. And they look really cool. You can do them by accident a lot of the time. If, that's how I did them, because the game doesn't really do any kind of explaining. And for whatever reason, this is one of the few games that doesn't have an actual manual. They also added a lot of stuff that was common in the Versus Marvel games. They also added a whole bunch of stuff from the Versus series, in particular a whole bunch of air stuff. There are a bunch more supers that can actually be done in the air, like Ryu's Tornado Kick. You can actually just do in the air now. Wasn't it originally only Akuma could do fireballs in the air or Hadoukens in the air? Yeah, I think that's still true because Ryu can't Hadouken in the air. But there's a lot more air moves. You can block in the air now. 
which gives you a lot more options when you try to jump in. It does make the game a lot more mobile than its predecessor, so it's it's going to speed up a bit more because both participants can approach from different vectors or have different options. Yeah, and trying to speed up was a big... Like, Turbo is like, hey, faster. They were trying to make Street Fighter faster all throughout Street Fighter 2's lifespan, so it makes sense as a direction to go. It makes sense. Yeah, I'm now severely doubting... That list I found because it listed Eliza Masters as a character. No, no, she's not in that game. No, she's not. She's in never that been game. in the Street Fighter unless you count Ken's intros. So yeah, other than that, it's pretty much just a Street Fighter game, and it's one of my favorites. Like I said, I like Alpha Three a bit more just because it has some of my favorite characters. But I really like the mechanics in the arcades. It had an easy mode that made it even more noob friendly, where you would automatically block attacks as long as you weren't in a state where you couldn't guard, and you could do supers just by pressing two of the punches or two of the kicks but it took all of your meter instead of just one level. See, the standing guard, I don't really care for for that. I don't mind the supers thing, but just having to stand there, get a free guard, that seems a little bit too ease of use. Like, it seems too much of a crutch, if you know what I mean, as opposed to just having either a dedicated block button or, as the case a lot of 2D fighters go with, is just back away from your opponent. Future fighting games, a lot of games actually just went with basically a two-button super attack yeah i really like the weird arcane moves that street fighter makes you do but i do like having an easier option for new players also yeah so that's part of the skill limit of street fighter games actually because like that's why i can't ever be good is i'm really bad at inputting those movements quickly which is weird because it actually just came about as an artifact of not having enough buttons i feel i don't know it's an arcade game right i feel like they could have put any number of buttons on there if they wanted to there's no reason they couldn't have put a special move button on there. I think they just wanted to have like a martial arts secret sort of feel. The same thing as well, the fatalities fair. in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, not so much a guy dang it, but one of those things that's cool to swap between uh, people who play the game, you know, talk about it. It, gives, it gets a little bit of additional buzz, but as things, you know, kind of progress and those stop being, you know, the secret or hidden thing and just expected to be in there, a lot of games move away from the archaic. You have to know, you know, quarter circle forward, down, back, quarter circle forward x a b two one I'll to get anything to do anything as opposed to just you know quarter circle back or quarter circle forward and then two buttons or a button to get something to happen because at that point the super attack is cool like it's cool to do those you don't need to have this archaic process you know sacrifice a goat in the blood of a highborn virgin <laughs> to get your super hadoken off and all the alpha games i played in arcades the arcade physical cabinet itself had everybody's moves special move inputs listed on the side of it so it was very easy to access and in most street fighter games now you can just pause and see them so it's not that they're arcane they just require a little bit of input and they're also a lot more generous now than they were even in this game not that this game was too hard to do them in, but I found myself occasionally struggling. Whereas in Dragon Ball Fighters, I can always do them on command. Yeah, although I feel like they're a lot less hard to input in Fighters because none of them require, like, double Hadouken movement. That's true. Or full circle. Yeah, they're a lot more simple to do. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know how much more I have to say about this game. This is just kind of a good Street Fighter game. Tyler, it's one of your favorites. So is there anything you want to go into it on? I really like the sort of canonization of characters that this game provides. I feel like the ones that made it from Street Fighter 2 to this one are the cool ones that give Street Fighter its lore. On the other hand, a lot of the more unique ones didn't end up making it like Blanca or T-Hawk. It feels a lot more kind of generic, whereas Street Fighter 2 has this great roster from all around the world. This one just kind of has the Kung Fu guys and some hot girls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're kind of right in that. I, I hadn't really thought about that. Jeremy's hit that nail on the head. Yeah, I actually kind of wonder if one of the reasons this game pulled me in so much, because I think somewhat concurrently, I was also playing Gundam Wing Endless Duel, 
which was a Street Fighter clone, but with Gundams. Gundam Wing Gundams. Everything's better with Mecha. Exactly. Everything's better with Mecha. Also, Wing had some ridiculous rush combos, but Wing Zero did not. I think one of the things that maybe drew me into this game a lot more than other fighting games did before that was the fact that it had a cool story for all the characters. So, like, something that compelled me to beat the story mode with every single character was, like, being able to see that ending cutscene, which didn't really exist in games I had played before that or games that, I guess, came before this. It's a little carrot to encourage you to to play and practice with the different characters so you can beat their mode and see what their the ending of their story was. Yeah, and it becomes increasingly ridiculous. I know you've commented that like sometimes fighting games almost seem like they would have a story worth reading, except it's a fighting game you have to play through to get to the story. You know, they have to contrive weird reasons for why characters beat the ever-living crap out of each other or basically kill each other in these fights and then, you know, pop back up from having all their bones shattered and just then go ahead and just start talking to each other like nothing ever happened. It's like, he's dead. <laughs> no, this is a video game universe. You can have a bowl of ramen and it recovers all your health. So I talked about Tomorrow Never Dies last week. I watched Quantum of Solace last night, which is not a good movie. And part of that is the first 30 minutes of that are just fight scenes with like, and there's will be like one or two minutes of plot between them. I'm like, it's like they made a James Bond fighting game and then tried to adapt it into a movie <laughs> afterwards. Wow. That was the first Daniel Craig one, right? That's the second one. Okay. Was it his first, first one, Casino, Casino Royale? Royale? Yeah, which no. is a great movie. The correct movie, though, is Skyfall. That's next. Look, where they make... ex- it's got a Home Alone part, I know. It's amazing. On, on the downside, they kill Judy Dench, who's the only good part of Quantum of Solace. <laughs> that is true. She does die in that movie. She's got a great bit where she's talking on the phone, or she, her guy is talking with James Bond on the phone, and, he, and she's like, ask him about Peter. He's like, what happened? He was a dead end. God damn it, James, don't kill all of our leads. street fighter alpha has that cool storyline you start to get into the dark hado and what akuma is and m bison now has this weird organization where he can brainwash cami into being his servant but also like you lose t hawk the native american guy and balrog the african-american boxer i guess in this one you get zangief and dalsam back but they're kind of the most white of the (laughs) extended cast dalsam yeah the yogi yoga flame (laughs) <laughs> he he doesn't seem white. He seems racist, right? Like a caricature? Yeah, no, that's definitely true. He's definitely a caricature. T-Hawk isn't a caricature, though. Yeah, well, no one likes <laughs> T-Hawk, though. That's the thing about T-Hawk. That's fair. So anything else we want to say about this game, which is not a James Bond movie? Like, I don't like fighting games. It's okay, but I think at this point in time... Using this as a jumping off point, there are much better fighting games to play, and I think there are probably better Street Fighter games to play. Oh yeah, Street Fighter 3 is way better than this. In all honesty, I prefer the 3D fighting games to this. I Occasionally, if I'm playing 2D fighters, I'll either go to Dragon Ball Fighters or Mortal Kombat. I didn't think it was bad. I just think at this point in time, it's a little bit outdated and it shows. Yeah, and I actually agree with that, but I'm trying to think of all the fighting games we have on our list right now, and it might be the best fighting game we have on our list. Yeah, I think that might be right. I mean, I don't know where Street Fighter 2 landed. But look at it this way. We're almost a Soul caliber. So speaking of our list, we have a list on our website, lastpodcast.com, listing all the games we've played from best to worst. At the top of that list is Chrono Trigger, uh, not a fighting game. But it does involve fights. At the bottom of that list is City Connection. I'm now trying to imagine a fighting game with cars, and I don't know. That might be okay. Isn't that just Vigilante 8? Uh, you might be right. In the middle is Blades of Steel, which has a pretty good fighting game minigame in it. <laughs> I really liked Vigilante 8. It's a we fun know. game. So Street Fighter 2 is currently number 61 on our list, and I like it more than Street Fighter 2. I agree. I think it's a bit better. 
Ironically, Vigilante 8 is directly above Street Fighter 2, but I don't think we're going to use that as a point of comparison. Let me scroll up a bit and see if anything jumps out. So we do actually have another fighting game about that, which is Super Smash Brothers. Oh, Oh, yeah. I I forgot we even played that. I actually don't think it's as good as Super Smash Brothers. It doesn't have that same energy to it. I don't like either one really, but I think Jeremy's right here because one of the one of the main strengths that Super Smash Brothers had, this looks better than Super Smash Brothers, its art style aged a hell of a lot better. Yes, it did. Is that Super Smash Brothers has the difference in damage types. You know, you can get up to 100% damage, 200% damage, and if you're good enough, you can stay on the stage and keep going, whereas this one, once your health is out, you're done. But... It also has all the different items. The different characters have significantly different play styles. There are a lot of different ways you can play the game in a single game. I think one of the reasons I always like Smash a lot more than other fighting games is, one, I can actually do the inputs because they're greatly simplified on purpose. That's why they're simplified. But also it becomes a game a lot more about dodging and strategy than it is about attacking and combos. And going back to the conversation about the roster feeling a bit homogenized in Street Fighter Alpha 2, the roster is very different in Super Smash Brothers. Mario and Luigi are kind of samey. But other than that, they're all pretty unique. Yeah, I mean, you got Pikachu, Donkey Kong, Samus, and they all play and, different from one another. And that's surprisingly a trend that they managed to continue with like 60 characters, somehow that most of them feel unique, which is pretty impressive. So a fighting-ish game between those two is River City Ransom. How do we think it compares to that? I think huh. it's better. So River City Ransom has the RPG elements that yeah. really help it out. It's also got the cool your enemies explode into coins thing. It's got like a map to explore. On the other hand, the actual fighting is kind of eh. Yeah, it's definitely better in Street Fighter Alpha 2. I what? mean, that one's more ambitious in what it's doing because it's got all the RPG elements and buying stuff. But I think uh, Alpha 2 definitely has a better core gameplay. Yeah, and I think that's where I eventually land is I love River City Ransom's concept and I love the art style, but it's not as fun to play. So another Capcom game, another game with the Shuriken in it. How do we think it compares to Mega Man X2? (laughs) Personally, I prefer X2. It's faster. The mechanics are a lot less loose. There's still a pretty high skill cap if you want to speed run it. It looks better. I think it aged a bit better in terms of its appearance. That's where I land on it. I'm trying to differentiate between X X and X2. I'm having a hard time. I think X2 landed lower than X. Yeah, much lower than X. X, I think, is like a number... 12. Well, I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to remember it because I don't really remember a difference between the two. So I'm It's got have, air dashing. It's got a volcano level. I, so I can't pick them out. I mean, that you're not really helping because they're very similar. Three distinguishes itself a lot more, but X and X2 are pretty so similar. So I don't know that I can really compare Street Fighter Alpha 2 to it just because I can't really remember X2. That's tricky because I wanted to put Alpha 2 above Mega Man X2. Well, I mean, convince me. You can make an argument. I don't know what my argument is, though. More than it just sticks out more. It feels more fun. I want to say a lot of it is the graphics because that's kind of shallow. But like that art style says Street Fighter to me and it says something specific. I mean, I guess I would have to say I'd probably put it above X2 just because of the fact that Alpha 2 is definitely going to stick with me and I'm going to remember it a lot more than I can And X2 is sticking out in your memory? Yeah, X2 is just another Mega Man game to me. Not that you prefer either of these genres particularly highly, but which would you prefer to play? Because my money's definitely on Mega Man. I'd probably prefer to play Street Fighter. Well, I think that decides it then. I think that's two votes. I mean, an easy way to tell is I have exactly one platformer or platform type game I own. I have several fighting games. What is that game? Cuphead. Cuphead. Okay. (laughs) So this is a weird comparison, but it's the one that makes the most sense to me. How do we think it compares to Metal Slug X? 
It's another arcade game. I like I Metal Slug a... X a heck of a lot more. Is X the port of 2? Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. the fixed version of 2. I like X a lot more. It's got a lot of character with just the, the, the art style. The they turning both into have a, a lot of character. I do think X is a little more detailed because Metal Slug, not as detailed as Metal Slug, but I think it does do a little bit more than 2. Or Alpha 2, I should say. But I'm a little on the fence. So, Tyler, what are your thoughts? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm also a little bit conflicted about that. Thinking about it, and despite Alpha 2 being, like, one of my first fighting game loves, I think I actually agree with Zach. I think I prefer Metal Slug X. All right, so how do we think it compares to Castlevania Rondo of Blood, another very anime game? Ryu Belmont? Yes. Yeah, I way prefer Rondo of Blood, actually. Let me save you the trouble, Zach. I also way prefer Rondo of Blood. All right, that means I don't actually have to make a decision here. All right, that works for me. So, splitting the middle... No, that's a weird game to compare it to. Perfect. All three of these are weird games to compare it to, but I guess the least weird one is Super Mario 64. Huh. You know, I feel like I give it to Mario 64 if only because it kind of defined a genre. Yeah, it's on that transition point. It's a more important game in a weird way. I it's also give still it fun. I think I'd give it to Street Fighter on virtue of playability. I think they're both pretty playable. Alpha 2 definitely looks better going back to it and feels a little bit better, but I find Super Mario 64 to be perfectly playable. I don't like those kinds of games, so you have to take that worth of grain of salt because I would rather prefer play Street Fighter than Mario 64 specifically. That's true. I'm, I'm just trying to imagine to get Zack to ever play Wind Waker, and I feel like that is, <laughs> that's just never going to happen. Okay. Well, <laughs> so final question will be, is it better or worse than our favorite game of all time? Uncharted Waters New Horizons. I'm definitely going to have to give it to Uncharted Waters just based on, like, the scope of that game. Although, it's got the terrible the combat. combat. Uncharted Waters is a great concept and a great idea. But the problem is the implementation, especially in combat, is really difficult. And it's also about as easy to get into as a brick wall. Those are, like, some of it works really well and some of it works really poorly. Yeah, it's a very mixed bag of a game. And if we put it above Uncharted Waters, it'll only be exactly 20 spots above Street Fighter 2. I mean, that is thematically interesting. I think I still prefer Uncharted Waters. That combat system is really bad, but my instinct is also to get it with Uncharted Waters. I'm very conflicted on it, though. Because Uncharted Waters is a very conflicting game. You you have six way more coherent stories. You got, like, a bunch of different things you can do to play the game, and you don't have to do anything. I don't normally do this, because I don't like putting ambition as a particularly large factor. But Uncharted Waters is more ambitious? I think I would have to go with Uncharted Waters, because as Tyler said, you've got six fairly coherent stories. The combat doesn't work. Like, we, we have to be honest, the combat is crap but all the other elements in the game trading sailing supplying you know that all works out really well where street fighter alpha 2 i mean they added air blocking and and those things and that is a particularly big deal for the fighting game genre that's not really trying to reach for anything yeah. whereas i read a review of waters is really reaching it's failing in a lot of places but it goes back to that old kind of trite saying of reach for the stars or <laughs> yeah reach for the stars at least that way you'll land among them if you f*** up but that's not that saying usually, guys. <laughs> no, I, I prefer okay. it. I did read a review of Street Fighter Alpha that said Capcom didn't really change much from Street Fighter 2. <laughs> but then again, they probably shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny is I found a bunch of middling reviews for Alpha 2. And they're like, it didn't really change a lot from Alpha, but it was suffering from recency bias. Because in a vacuum, it's pretty good. But compared to the games immediately around it, it's just... It's very popular in the fighting game community. It's probably third after Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 2. Is 3 really still going that strong? Yeah, it's got a 
pretty decent community. It's not as much as two. It's had a number of online versions, which help it out a lot. All right. So now for something none of us were prepared for. Zach, what are we going to play next? Oh, week? Monster Hunter, the original Monster Hunter. So I think uh, we're going to go to a game that I had a lot of fun with when I was a little kid, although not actually playing the game, but just blowing holes and everything. I think we're going to play Red Faction. Oh, Have yeah. you ever actually played Red Faction? Because I remember playing Red Faction 2 with you a lot. No, we, that was Red Faction. Okay. It was just blowing a lot of holes and trying to dig tunnels and multiplayer maps. But yeah, I remember basically playing it like one of those tank games. Yeah, one both sides stand on one end of the map and try and hit each other without actually going and doing the whole first-person shooter thing. Yeah, essentially. I suspect we might come up with some better tactics this time around. But... Probably. So next time on Last Time, it almost looks like Minecraft. This has been a production of Last Time on Video Games, copyright 2018. All games, movies, and other media mentioned in this podcast are copyright their respective owners. If you wish to listen to more episodes, visit us at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com where you can see the entire archive. If you wish to get in contact with us, you can email us at ltobg at lasttimeonvideogames.com. This episode is over. Try listening to another one?